Welcome to this week's Spinfoil Theory. We're about to take a dive into the lore of Destiny the game. Specifically, we'll be giving a high-level scrutiny to popular, emerging, and outlying theories than judging. With that out of the way, let's put on our Spinfoil hats and get a little crazy. Here comes this week's show. And we're recording. Indeed. Recording live. I'm a, I'm a, I swear to God, I'll stop making that joke, everyone. <laughs> no. <laughs> You won't. <laughs> we'll be on episode 5,000 and you will still be making that joke every time. Every time. <laughs> but, oh, man. You know what's sad is that it's not that I, I, don't, I don't feel bad for it. It's that I'm just so easily amused by my own antics. It's just, yes. I can't, I can't resist. <laughs> Stop, Welcome get some house. <laughs> Sorry, I messed up the intro. Ah. Oh, no, 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 you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. Welcome to the Spinfoil Theory Podcast, everyone. We are your hosts. This is Red Leader, Taylor. And with me is Lady Lucida. How are you doing this week? Uh, doing all right. Doing all right. It's uh, getting warmer here in Ohio, so I got to learn how to install air conditioning. Because, see, where mm -hmm. I'm from... In Washington, we don't believe in air conditioning. I, it's a joke. We, we just don't ever use air. It doesn't get hot enough to use air conditioning in Washington. So we never use it. So this is my first time. I had to like, I had to like figure out how to install everything. And I was like, I don't understand anything. I'm dumb. <laughs> it was an adventure, but now I have air conditioning in the office. Ooh. You guys can't hear it, but it's, it's making noise. <laughs> it's I, was really hope, I was really hoping you were going to lean into like the the idea that the people from washington just didn't believe air conditioning existed like that's not a thing that's stop not, messing I, with me i mean it's <laughs> i mean the only places that have air conditioning in washington are malls and maybe some stores and the movie theater mm -hmm. so like when it gets really hot we would like go see a movie or go shopping or something like that but with malls closing, it's like less and less places are having air conditioning in Washington. And it's kind of funny because like, like there's no infrastructure for air conditioning in Washington. I just think that's funny. So that's a random oh. fact that you, uh, you guys, you listeners get to know about in Washington. Air conditioning, not a thing. You just open the door. Basically how, how we would do it is, you know, Sun goes down, it gets cold. Like, when it gets, like, so, like, right before bed, everybody, we open the windows. There's, like, screens so, like, bugs don't get in and stuff. So, like, open the windows, open the doors, and uh, we go to sleep. We wake up. Like, my dad wakes up mm -hmm. at, like, 5 in the morning, like, really early, and closes all the windows and all the doors, and we have fans running. So then the house oh, wow. stays cold. Yeah, I mean, if, if, outside, if outside was that reliable around here there, there's gonna be something funny you're about to hear everyone i also am from washington dc the other washington <laughs> the other the other washington the not state washington because washington dc is not a state not so yet not yet i was gonna say not yet DC not statehood. yet dc statehood represent that means we would have 51 states right yeah there's it's actually really funny there's a uh there's a bar here called the uh the 51st state that's cool that's funny that's fun. Yeah. Um but yeah, uh, here it gets it gets real swampy and humid. Oh uh, yeah. Like, if it gets humid, it's not it's it's a lot harder. With Washington, it doesn't really get uh, the other Washington. 
it doesn't get like humid or anything. And also it really helps like where my parents' house is kind of close to the Puget Sound. Kind of. Like we're close to water. Okay. So it's a little bit cooler. And then also my parents' house is literally in the middle of a forest. So forest keeps it cooler. That sounds cool. No pun intended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Enough about the weather. Yeah, Let's um, talk about destiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, welcome back, everyone. What what we're doing this week is we're we're sort of starting a new format. What we're gonna call investigations. Ooh, if, right. Sorry, if I had to add some spooky, our... some spooky, <laughs> spooky music. Sorry, I'll be quiet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, 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 you're fine, you're fine, you're fine. It was totally on cue. It was totally on cue. The, um, <laughs> the, if you're familiar with our sort of, uh, what we've recently been doing, this sort of like intro and, and uh, you know, reactions sort of stuff, it's, it's, it's similar to that, but we're going to take it a little bit deeper in the story, and we're going to get to the bottom of some things a little more, a little more uh, succinctly than we do in... Uh, that we than we did in the uh, the intro series, so you know, buckle up. I think I think this is going to be start of something real fun. So yes. this week with our first investigation, we are looking into the Vox Obscura. Yes, the <laughs> now you do the spooky music. There we go. There we go. We we gotta time it better next time. Time it better next time. But um, what's really so. For listeners who aren't aware or live under a rock, possibly, um, with the season of the, I almost called it season of the chosen. Whoopsies, you can just cut this part. <laughs> season of the, with season of the risen, um, as you go along with the story, eventually Kaito gets a broadcast from an old Mars base and we're sent to investigate. And basically what we find throughout, we repeatedly do this every week, we find that this base is being funded by none other than Callus. Bum, bum, bum. Dun, dun. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. And this week, I think, was the last one. And, well, because the seasonal story also conveniently wrapped up this week, so I'm assuming the Vox... I'm going to do it again next week. I don't think there's going to be any new dialogue. But it's very similar to how Presage worked, in which every week you did it, you got a little bit more, a little bit more of the of the picture, which yeah. I, I really like that. It gives you, it mm-hmm. also gives you a reason. Like, if you're really invested in the story, it gives you a reason to redo it, which is very exciting. And I kind of appreciated... You know, one one thing is it it showed this juxtaposition because on the other side of the uh, the seasonal content, you're working with scions who have stayed loyal to Kaidal and the uh, the Cabal Empire, mm-hmm. and in this in this one you're you're investigating these guys who have broken off. Yeah, these um, rogue scions that are mm-hmm. like basically doing psionic warfare against everybody, and we have to stop them because if we don't, then uh, if more and more science defects, and if this, I guess, callous-funded, oh, uh, I wouldn't say rebels, but 
I guess the insurrectionists. Cal- insurrectionists, I think, is a better term because yeah. they're not. They're not rebelling per se, but they're more. They're basically backed by Callus slash the Black Fleet slash the Witness, kinda, which is horrifying. Probably, yeah. Probably, well, yeah, because they did say in one of one of the lines they did. uh, Kaito mentioned how this they're they're allied with the Black Fleet, which is horrifying, because you get scions with like. With the resonance stuff that we've been seeing with the deep sight, mm-hmm. give that to Scion, which are already very strong in that sort of thing. That is not that does not sound good. Also Not at all. Yes. Um so yeah, when uh when you first go into the mission, uh the, the first week, you what you do is you find out uh you're attacking this installation, uh like Lucy said uh, on on old Mars. And you learn as you make your way through the mission, and the mission is so fun. This is one of my favorite ones, one of these like exotic quest things that they've done so far. Like it, it's it's really fast paced. There's like orbital strikes that you have to get out of the way of. There's tanks and interceptors that you got to drive, and you guys just like blow up all the stuff, and it's it's a really good time. It's a yeah, it's 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 a lot of lot of fun, especially for an invis hunter. Just, just glaive all the things, guys. Just, you'll have a blast, especially once you get inside. But um, as you make your way through, you realize um, what they're doing is the sort of it. It, it really is like the other side of the coin uh, as to what Scion's capabilities are uh, with with their sort of like mind powers. And so, what they're doing is they're spreading propaganda, but like with with their psionic powers. I guess is the best way to say it. And you also find out that when you when you learn that they're being backed by Callus, is that they're it's it's canonical that you go back each week because they keep refilling their ranks with Callus's cloning technology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we definitely yeah. know that Callus is uh, definitely backing these guys, but I'm just. I'm curious, because at the end of every mission, you get a vision from Scions, which is creepy. That's true. Yeah, she, uh, that, that's how she narrows down who, who, uh, who, who, who could be the, behind it, too. Yeah, that's how Kaito is like, wait a minute, the only person who would have this knowledge is, I think it's Yivix, who was the other Scion who tried to help assassinate Zavala. All the way back in Season of the Chosen. Yeah, I believe that's right. Which is, that's not good. No, not not good at all. And uh, yeah, like that was, I remember in, in week two, she gets the, uh, like his dying, it's like dying vision mm-hmm. uh, of her like breaking his back after he tried to yeah. uh, tried to move on, on Zavala. Woo. Yeah, that part was yeah. kind of scary. Mm-hmm. I was and like, oh no. And as you move, you move through each week. It she she kind of really confirms on the fact that it's it's her father backing these guys who are trying to use their their like mind propaganda because ultimately they want to bring all the cabal back. Because I think I think even the cloning technology seemed like it had its limits. Because like when you get into Crown of Sorrows, like when he was like really pumping them out, like those guys are starting to get a little grody, degre- degraded, degraded. Ga- degre- there we go. 
I can say words. Degradated? Degradated. No, I can't say words. <laughs> yeah. I'm just curious. I'm just curious. That's all. Because, like... Um, oh, yeah. Please. I just... I don't know. I mean, I feel like we have... We know Callus is behind it. We know... Last we saw of Callus, Callus was... Went to commune with the darkness. And now I'm wondering, now that we know what the witness is, did he not go commune with the darkness and instead went and communed with the witness? And is now, you know, having tea with the witness. That is, yeah, that's that's where I'm at too. Because then things really start to click. Because you remember, you remember our episode, Listeners and Lucy, where we, we sort of wondered what if Callus actually did merge with the darkness? Mm-hmm. What if he was successful uh, in what he did on the Glycon? And I'm starting to, especially if he still has influence, at the very least, we know he's not dead. We know he's, yeah, we definitely know now. We have confirmed our boy Callus is uh, not dead. But do we, th- I think, so now we kind of have like all of Callus's story in, in a nutshell. So I'll do a little... TLDR version. Callus, uh, the Cabal, prior to Callus's reformation of the Cabal Empire, it was led by a Senate, very similar to the Roman Empire. They had a Senate. Mm-hmm. Callus basically walked in with his homies, with his guard, and uh, killed them all. And then he's like, I'm Emperor now. Very much a la Julius Caesar style, which made me laugh. Because <laughs> um, Julius Caesar ends up getting betrayed and killed and that's kind of what happens to Callus, minus the killing part eventually yeah, Ka- yeah Callus basically uh, there's the whole coup the coup with um, Gaul the consul Keitel and all these other people like long laundry list of people who are, who are all who are either dead now or we've now seen because the only person who we hadn't gotten confirmation was I think was Keitel and Oxot I think Oxot was one of the Scions. No, I might be wrong there. I'd have to go get my lore book. But basically, Callus was on his... They basically, instead of executing, because they're like, oh, if we execute him, the people might riot, because Callus was apparently a very well-liked emperor. Allegedly. He so did they, free them. He did free, he did free. He did do a lot of good, uh, nice things for the people. He got rid of Very a lot progressive. of... Maybe was, too fast, but... Yeah, maybe some people didn't really agree with what he was doing. But basically, the TLDR version is he got overthrown. They put him on the Leviathan spaceship. Uh, put in some random coordinates and just had it go straight. Forever. You know what I just realized? And ever. What? I, 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 I can't believe I didn't see it before. It, it, at, least, at least the way his origin story is told... Um, you know, that, that we got all the way back, uh, at, at the beginning of D2, because, uh, you know, that's when we first meet him in, with the Leviathan. Mm-hmm. His story is the, the reason he decides to like, he needs to like overthrow everything and get rid, uh, and sort of like, like upend, boom, um, uh, the, uh, Cabal Society is because he like, he like saw suffering and like, he was living like the good life. It, Okay, that portion of it, I'm not saying they're the same person, that portion of it is is uh, 
very similar to like the 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 legend of uh, of Gandhi, and I'm over I'm gonna oversimplify, but like he saw suffering, and then like after after like really living like the good life, oversimplifying, oversimplifying, and he was like, oh, that's fucked up. And Callus was like, oh, that's fucked up too. But Callus' solution was like, okay, I guess I'm just gonna have to take over this shit. And then once he does, he's like, all right, guys, we're all living this good life now. He, just, he really tries to just spread it around. He's just like, yep, we're all doing this. We're all <laughs> opulent. He very much likes opulence, as we've seen with the armor and the weapons and all of his, even his ship. But basically what ends up happening is his ship goes and goes and goes until it reaches what he calls the black edge or the void. My guess now is that he met the witness at this part. He, mm-hmm. he he leaves the spaceship and goes into this abyss and he comes back a raving lunatic talking about the end of times and how everything needs to change and he wants to be at the end of everything. Mm-hmm. Now what's very interesting is no one knows what Callus saw. No one. Not his scions, not... Callus hasn't told anybody what he saw. But my guess is he met the witness. Or at least maybe a disciple, something of that sort. But my guess is leaning heavily towards the witness. Because the thing he does directly after that is he decides to go subjugate other worlds and make shadows. Mind you, mm-hmm. so Callus is the head, the head of the pyramid, and he has his 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 shadows underneath him. You look at the witness; the witness is at the top of their pyramid. They have their disciples underneath them. Hmm. So basically, my thought process <laughs> is: Callus saw what the witness was doing, and is like, "Yo, that's cool. I'm gonna do that." And that's because he says he wants to literally be the last living thing in the universe. So, he kind of, he kind of is like, he's like a witness fanboy, basically. He's like, I want to do that too. So, yeah, it's just really interesting. And then from there, he just wants to have the shadows, which are like the, the apex or the best of a species. And that's literally what the witness was doing. And the witness was having Rolk do the same thing too, getting disciples What's interesting about this whole final shape is if Rolk slash the witness slash Callus are all getting these, like, you know, a la apex predator version, you know, the best of the best of a singular species, and there's the only ones left, that's not the final shape. There should be only one left. Does that mean they're going to, like, duke it all out at the end? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Like, that's, I don't know. But basically, well, there's always no. You uh, go first. I, I was gonna say there's there's always there's always this possibility because what we hear in, in a lot of those cases he he takes he takes the apex of all these people in exchange for letting those people go. Yeah. For not for not like really like subjugating them. So what what I actually really wonder is like what if what if that's just part of his propaganda? Hmm. What if he didn't keep his word? Oh yeah, I certainly think Callus didn't actually keep his word, and I'm. Pretty sure, like, in one one of the times where he said, oh, yeah, I'm not going to destroy your home planet. He ends up destroying the home planet later anyways or something along those lines. So 
Ka- I think yeah, Kalos. I think it was the was, uh, was actually the last of their kind. Yeah. Which is depressing. But from there, then you know we have weak. The guardian kills Gaul and the console. Now the the console kind of dies anyways, but we gain the attention of Callus. And Callus is like, ooh, shiny. These guys, these guys might be the best of the best because, see, they can't die. They could do this forever. I won't have to replace my shadows because what happened with all of the rest of his shadows that are now dead is he sent them all off to go kill Gaul and they all failed. Mm-hmm. That's why, that's actually why Gaul has, like, the breathing mask and everything, because the Fulminator, which is basically sentient arc energy, electrocuted Gaul a bunch, and that's why he has that armor. At least that's how, at least that's what, how Gaul I... Gaul got hit with unlimited power, but he pretty could only much. survive at once. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. So that's why he looks, that's not why he's, like, he looks different, but that's my, at least my thought process to why he has, like, the rebreather over his mouth because mm-hmm. uh he got hit by that lightning and that's gotta hurt that's gotta hurt anybody that's, that's mistake- a lot of damage that's a lot of damage <laughs> anyways and then callus was basically talking about the end of things and then season of arrivals happen after we've you know helped callus clean up his mess messes with the Leviathan Raid. Leviathan, the original Leviathan Raid. That was us proving ourselves to Kallus. And then Eater of Worlds, Spire of Stars, and Crown of Sorrow is us cleaning up Kallus's messes. Because he just lets people waltz into his Leviathan. Or his security needs to get a little bit better. That's besides the point. Hmm. Basically, we clean up after Kallus for those raids. We eventually, if we're really cool... We get the shadow title, like myself, because I'm crazy. Oh, I wish I could have gotten that. Yeah, that was that was probably like one of the harder seals to get because you had to like do menagerie on hard mode, and it sucked. That sucked. Well, and you had to do the raid flawless. That was when they still had flawless raids, which I don't know. I Oof. I think they I think they should have a better reward than a shader for flawlessing, but personally, I think they should take out the clan run and put in the flawless run in the raid seals, which is kind of crazy. Maybe. Now that I think about it, maybe not, because Vow, I, I don't want to flawless Vow. Vow would be very hard to flawless, especially those jumping puzzles. So maybe not. I take it back. I don't want to flawless any raids. I don't want to do it. The clan is fine. It's just, I feel bad for people who don't, like, they don't have a clan. So they can't... So they don't have, like, that many people in their clan? Well, they don't have enough people to do raids. Or they only have, like, you know, four people in their cl- Like, a small number of people in their clan to do raids and no one else. Everyone's, like, PvP or whatever. Like, I'd feel bad. Mm-hmm. But I digress. Um, and then eventually you don't really hear a lot about Kallus until Season of the Chosen. That's when we hear from... That's when the Glycon mission came out, right? Season of the Chosen. Yes, that okay. is correct because we uh we that's the first time we uh we do a joint mission with, right uh, yes, with yes. Kyle and the Cabal. You're right. So basically, Callus is uh. What had happened to him is he basically took one of his shadows because I guess he had more than one 
Guardian Shadow, which this part always made me a little salty, and I will explain <laughs> why at the end. I will explain. I am just a little salty about this part. It's a little bit. So Callus basically <laughs> reveals to this Shadow, whose name is... I'm blanking on his name. It's His ghost is... It's cat. He's so it's Catabasis, the owner of yeah. Dead Man's Tale, and his ghost Gilgamesh. Right. That is one hundred percent correct. Okay, I, I love, just was. I love. Oh, oh yeah, no, no, sorry, sorry. I was, I was just gonna say. Um, I love those two names too. I think I've said this on the show before, but they, uh, they're references, at least in my view, to my two favorite epics in classic literature. Mm-hmm. So, Gilgamesh being Gilgamesh, that's the obvious one. And that's that's a that's a Sumerian, and um, then uh, Catabasis. What? All right. So, this is this is me like maybe reaching a little. So 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 bear with me. But uh, there is a classic uh, one. There's a classic. Uh, it's a like a firsthand account um, called Anabasis, and it's written by Xenophon. And that's that's where the term xenophobia comes from, actually, uh, because what he does, he was he was part of this Greek uh, mercenary. Uh, like this huge mercenary army that went with Cyrus the Younger to try and uh, retake retake his throne. And in this battle, it's this big battle, they win and they're like in the heart. They're like, they're almost, they're almost getting, they're, it, it was, it was a big, it was a big moment uh, in, in the war, kind of oversimplifying, forgive me, historian pros, but uh, Cyrus dies. So then this army is just stuck there, and the person who was going to pay them, should he get the throne, is now dead. So, there, the uh, the whole the whole epic is about them uh, getting back out to the sea so that they can leave and get back to Greece. Now, what's what's interesting about this is it's called anabasis. What that word means is that's a journey uh, inland from the sea. It's like a, I think it's like meant to be like a military movement, maybe specifically not hundred percent that, but uh, that's that's what it is. A catabasis is the opposite of that, and the reason I say it's a reference is because when the story starts, they're already inland and they're trying to get back out to the sea. Ooh, um, I see. So catabasis in in this sense in his story of trying to like he's trapped in the glycon and he's trying to get out. Like yeah, I'm feeling it. And then Gilgamesh, the guy who's supposed to be his buddy. And and also like you know Gilgamesh being a ghost is kind of ironic because uh, the a big part of Gilgamesh's epic is he's trying to find like an other someone equal to him. He's like two thirds god, uh, based based on his parentage. And you know a ghost is always trying to find their buddy. And then oh I guess that he's then then he loses his buddy and he tries to become immortal and he becomes like a little well he actually grows from the experience I guess like ghost the ghost had the uh, the sad version where he becomes disillusioned and he gets his buddy killed. Yes. Instead of like his buddy gets killed and he gets disillusioned. Yes, he gets disillusioned. You can definitely see the references though to classic literature, which I know Bungie has done that a bunch with a lot of their. I really dig it. A lot of their stuff, but basically, Catabasis helps Callus out by basically. Don't they? They steal a bunch of scorn from the Tangled Shore because they want to do some experiments. Because see, they mm-hmm. snatched up the Crown of Sorrows, which. In case you don't know what that is, the crown of sorrow is, as I like to call, the crown of frowny. The frowny crown <laughs> is what was worn upon Galron, the sorrow bearer, which was a 
cabal bred. Basically, Kellis found this, this this crown on one of the cabal worlds, and he thought he could use it to control the hive and make a hive shadow. So he bred a Galron specifically for the purpose of wearing the crown. But when Galron put on the crown on his little, I guess, big head, I don't know, his his his, his little cabal head, he ended up became mind controlled by Savathun. It was a trap. Thus, the Crown of Sorrows raid is us going in there and cleaning up Callus's mess again. This guy needs to get some better scions to, like, uh, make sure everything's fine. Because, my God, that's like the fourth time we've had to go in there and been like, Callus, no! Callus putting the Crown of Frowny on Galrond. Callus, yes! <laughs> so, yeah. So, the Crown of Sorrow is like a it's used for mind control slash basically it's used for warping of minds is the the gist of what the crown of sorrows can do would you say it's used for mind bending yeah 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 possibly <laughs> but yeah basically over the course of our exper- of our running the glycon mission we find out callus was experimenting on the scorn to try and get them to be a sort of body for the darkness. To like, so he could speak to the darkness. He wanted to talk to it. He wanted to ask them why during Season of Arrivals did the darkness not acknowledge him. The darkness acknowledged us, the Guardians, but it did not acknowledge mm-hmm. Callus, and Callus was very angry. Well, not angry, he was, he was depressed. He's like, I've done everything you've asked, and you just straight up ignore me and go talk to the guardians and not me. Wah, 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 cry. That's that's Callus basically during season of arrivals, just <laughs> crocodile tears, crying, <laughs> sniffling in the corner while he drinks his wine, just like <laughs> just crying, just crying, absolute depressed. So that's why he had this plan, which. If you think about his plan of having some sort of vessel for the darkness to come into and speak to him, that is exactly the same thing that our man Oryx did in the Books of Sorrow with an ogre. He gave the darkness an ogre. The darkness went into the ogre and called Oryx, my man Oryx. And then they chit-chatted. Again, (laughs) we don't know what was said. And Oryx came back with the power to take. That's true. Mm -hmm. This is now the... Which is kind of horrifying. So now we have Callus, who tries to commune with the darkness, and eventually he is successful because he disappears. And Canabasis and the rest of the Cabal on the ship are like, uh... Callus? WTF, man. What, what 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 do we do now, man? He's gone. <laughs> All these scorn are in here going crazy. And over the course yeah. of the like repeated use of dark not once a use of darkness, but exposure to darkness, Gilgamesh, which is Catabase's ghost, kinda goes crazy and like kept trying to res uh Catabasis in like darkness like trying to like basically make his guardian die. Because he's like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm, t- I'm, I'm just done, man. So. 
Yeah, and now, because uh, yeah. what um, what Gilgamesh had him do was he'd be like, wait till it's safe. And yeah. so he would be alone like way longer than Gilgamesh mm-hmm. uh, would have to be. And he would just be like sitting in this darkness zone, like, um, I guess like, uh, you know, uh, in the way that in the way that we we experience when we run through in a cleanup and investigation is it's it kind of gets in your head mm-hmm. so it like slowly loses it and yeah just just like just like Lucy was saying he starts resing catabasis just so he can like like while while people are there just so he can like die over and over yeah and he's like he's like hey could you cut this out homie I'm trying to I'm fighting for my life man. And Gilgamesh is like, shrug emoji. Oops, my bad. I'm not sorry. <laughs> like, he did not care. And then, correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't, don't they have like, doesn't Catabasis kill Gilgamesh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he kills him. Yeah, in the last, in the last recording that you're, you're able to you recover. Hear. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He cast, he's, he's like, I can't. So he just kills him. And then he dies, as we've seen. At the end of the, as we saw, sorry, as we saw at the end of the Va- at the uh, Persage mission, he's strung up, dead. Yeah, the only by thing the by the fungus that had been infecting the glycon, the darkness fungus, which is interesting. But my one and only gripe with this mission is that Catabasis was wearing white armor when he is allegedly a shadow of Callus. He should have been wearing the shadow armor. At least just give him the menagerie armor. Jesus, like, that made me really angry. <laughs> like, it made me really annoyed because this guy is supposed to be, like, a shadow, you know, a top. He even has, like, the ship that's parked in the hangar is, like, the Callus ship. The mm-hmm. shadow ship. So if they could have at least given him like the shad the menagerie armor, or if they really want it yeah. to be great, give him the freaking crown of sorrow armor because that is literally called you know shadow, empty friends. Like it's shadow. I have, I have a theory. Why? What's your theory? Did the I darkness eat it. The darkness ate it, his no, fancy no, no. It's armor. It's background. It's background about catabases. We don't know. So he was actually a resurrected redneck. So ah. as soon as he got money, the first thing he did was went and bought a car. <laughs> that's see that's what he spent all his money all his glimmer on his fancy ship and not money on his mm-hmm. clothes there we go mm-hmm. case closed and, and and got himself a new gun yes he got a fancy fancy nice <laughs> dead man's he's got a fancy nice ship but his clothes nah don't don't it's like dropping all that money on my ship dropping all that glimmer on my gun got dropping all that glimmer on my ghost shell Armor? Nah. Like, like it's the Kanye meme of, yeah, sparrow, ship, and ghost. Yeah. Nah, on armor. It's just, I know it's me being forget, really, 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 really. Rednecks. Forgive I, me. I know that's me being really, really nitpicky, but like, that's the one thing about the Persage mission I never liked was, I mean, like, the first time I saw it, I was like, oh my god, it's, he's strung up like that. That's horrifying. But immediate immersion ended when i realized he was wearing white armor and i'm like oh okay mm-hmm. like the fact that callus trusted this this guy wearing white armor when there's me right here who did crown of sorrow flawless not once but twice it's like <laughs> <laughs> i don't know 
I think it definitely... I do like the investigation and trying to piece pause, piece together what happened. But that's just my one and only gripe. And they have gotten a little bit better with it, with like the PSYOPs, with the Dead Guardians. They're not just wearing white armor. They're wearing... Technically, they're wearing Taken King armor, but that's not just... It's a, it's more unique. It's not just, oh, mm. white armor. Who cares? Like, for people who are invested in the story, those little details make you go, oh, shoot, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> like, it shows that Bungie's, like, paying attention. But they didn't for the Prasas mission, which is why I'm annoyed. But that was their first time really... <laughs> no, it was really their first time doing a mission kind of, like, a more scary, horror-esque... It's and maybe, maybe they forgot. I don't know. I'll ask. Them. I'll ask. Them. I'll ask them. I'll be like, Bungie, why? I'll email. I'll email DMG and be like, DMG, why is the why was the precise <laughs> mission? Why was the guardian at the end not wearing shadow armor? It ruins the lore. The professional email. Oh yeah. Uh, dear, 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 at at DMG. Yes. This is Lizzie. This is Lucy. Big fan. Da, 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 da. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm just, I'm just being like, I don't really care. It's like, whatever. Like, in my head, I just envision him instead of wearing the white armor, he's wearing the shadow armor. That's just what I envision instead. I just figured it was a, develop, a development thing as to why they didn't do it. I, like, I'm, maybe something. I'm I don't you, know. It's like a cut scene. It's like a cut, haha, cut away, yeah. cut, from, cut from the final release scene. He was just, you know, they ended up changing his voice last second. They took away the redneck voice. And they gave him. Yes, yes. But yeah. So that was, ba that's basically all of the backstory of Callus in a somewhat brief fashion. Yes. I think I covered everything because I covered. Oh, yeah. I did forget one tiny little detail. A kind of tiny. After he, um,. Overthrew his government. He, um, back, way, way, way back. Um, he, uh, kind of, he castrated the console, so no more babies for him, and basically had him walk into the desert forever. And then that's where the console met Gaul, and they conspired together to overthrow Kells. Yeah, because that's, that's uh, why, Gaul that's why. cast out as well. Yeah, Gaul was an albino. Cabal, and that was seen as bad. So they cast, so they basically were both outcasts, and they're like, yo, let's get back at the man who did this to us, Callus. Let's go kick yeah, his butt. Gaul's, Gaul's origin, story, origin story has a lot of similar themes to the, the film Gladiator. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, he's literally also a gladiator. Yeah. That's how he, and that's he how he got, also the Emperor. that's how he got, uh, Callus's favor was he ended up mm -hmm. he was fighting in the gladiator pits and he was so like good and ruthless and like he caught callus popular. very popular he was very popular too so callus kind of was like oh this guy i like him i'm gonna promote him which i always thought was kind of funny and then this kid's got moxie this kid's got <laughs> spunk i like it basically <laughs> So that's basically all of Callus's backstory. He did have a daughter, Keitel, which we've kind of... We've met her now. She's, I think, a lot better. She's seen 
because she has saw both her, her father, Callus, and uh, Gaul both kind of fall because of their hubris and their uh, pretty much their hubris mm-hmm. was like their downfall. She's a lot more humble. Not a lot of Cabal agree with her methods. How she's like, you know, allying with the vanguard and everything instead of, you know, making the guardians a part of the Cabal. Instead, we're allies. We're equals, not one, the cabal above us, which I thought was cool. One thing that I've really, I've really admired is she, she was, she's gone back to the militaristic thing, and it really helps while they're in exile. I'm not gonna lie there, uh, but she, she had done that even, even before then. Uh, once, once Gaul like skedaddled uh, after the traveler, she's kept it. She's kept everyone free though. She's just like, yo, like you know. We're not, we're not, it's not this party anymore. We're going back to our traditions. It reminds me kind of like the, uh, you know, I always do this. I always make a reference to other media, but it reminds me kind of like the, uh, the Klingons in Star Trek. She's, she's like the, uh, the true Klingon. She's the true cabal, like, uh, uh, yeah, Empress. I definitely. She's the one who actually gets how their code works. And then like, she extends that into everything she does as, as both like herself and the government. Yeah. That makes sense. Sorry, you were saying? No, 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 no. It's okay. Um, basically, Keitel is now Empress of the Cabal. And through these Vox missions, as we kind of touched on a little bit, we find out Callus is back. And he keeps talking about salvation, which that's something the, the witness slash oh, the winnower slash Rolk Slash pretty much anyone of darkness. They use Aramis. that. Aramis, yeah. How salvation, like salvation is a very much a evil, I won't say an evil word, but like that's very much has a darkness connotation to it. And the fact that he is, I think either became a disciple, is trying to become a disciple, something along those lines. Which. I, I'm starting to think. If he did go out and merge with the darkness again, like like I'm starting to really suspect he did, uh, in in the same way that hmm, uh, maybe Rolk's transformation into becoming a disciple, yeah, and and his own like upending story, I really think that the ability that is like one able to come back, two, like it he seems to at least be able to uh command the Leviathan if they're using the cloning technology. That or he's just like he's just had it upstairs all the long all along. He's just like, Oh yeah, no, use this formula, make go make clones. Well no, we do clones. know in the Leviathan, like for example, the bathing bathers encounter, you're killing freshly made clones. You're killing babies. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, you are now a baby killer. Oh no. No, no. We are. Oh, are no. we the bad guys? Are we, are we the baddies? We oh, are. No. Maybe. The true destiny story: guardians, baby killers. No. It's a joke. Yes, I don't know. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm just. I'm being the worried. I'm being the worried guardian. Like, oh no. <laughs> oh no. I didn't. I had no, they were bigger than the regular ones. I had no idea. Well, yeah, well, the bathers, they're just clones. And I just think that's interesting. Because, yeah, because like. They were just. (laughs) Sorry. No, it's okay. 
you you were saying? Yeah. What's interesting is uh, in the fourth mission, uh, fourth run through of the vet of the Vox mission, which we will have a video in the show notes that shows all four different versions mm-hmm. of it. Shout out to a villainous toaster who has always been like record keeping all of the voice lines and everything. It's been very helpful. Yeah. But basically the fourth one where Kaito talks about um, whatever will my father now serves motivates him beyond his usual pettiness. So her her dad, Callus, is now uh, extremely devoted to something. Cough, cough. The darkness. And you, we've seen how devoted Rolk is to the Witness. Like, Rolk literally worships the ground that the Witness walks, floats. Does the Witness have... I don't even want to think about feet. That sounds weird. But, like... It's just a bunch of little pieces of his suit moving. Pretty much. Um, yeah, okay. Um, it actually... Kaito does confirm in the fourth mission that, uh, quote, because they were talking about how, oh, whatever, the darkness aboard the Glycon was corrupting your, uh, callus, yada yada, and Keitel says, my father was corrupted by pride long before he communed with the voice in the darkness. We now know the voice in the darkness is the winnower. Or, not winnower, sorry, witness. So, mm-hmm. I definitely think he, uh, um, he definitely, uh, yes. Yeah, because it's Yivix, Callus, and the Black Fleet. They're all, they're all buddies now. And then the last thing we hear is a transition from Yivix showing some interesting images. Basically, uh, what happens is there's, there's psionic divin, uh, basically psionic predictions of what the things to come, which is really interesting because it says, quote, a city besieged, the ship stealer revived, the Leviathan reborn, the traveler infected by darkness. Hmm. And let's see, this is the first season of this year. We still have what? One, mm-hmm. two, three. We still have three more seasons. And we do know from the Lightfall storyboard i'm gonna call it in the in the vow of the disciple raid between the Mm -hmm. third and fourth encounter we do know the traveler is gonna get the the witness is gonna come drink the light of the traveler i well not necessarily not necessarily literally drink it but like figuratively i hear you I hear there's the one, the What's one, your one thing, like if I had to, because the one thing that's bothering me about the witness, uh, sort of the, 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 the witness, like not equals the darkness uh, and, and, you know, very prevalently in the community right now, not, not even the winnower. What really makes me wonder is the witness's goal seems to be to completely end. I mean, like, you know, it's not seems to be, it, it is. To completely stop everything. No mm-hmm. more death. No more no life. More life. It's just all over. All over. Well, the winnower so, is a little bit different. 
Mm-hmm. The so, winnower, the winnower is like a swamp spreading. Kind. Especially in in that uh, that sort of a go or uh, Othello. I don't know the 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 gardener winnower game reminds me more of Othello than Go, but it's probably still Go. Don't know enough about it, but anyway. Um. The the one thing that makes me wonder is, if the traveler gets infected, what if that's the end of the witness? Hmm. Possibly. But yeah, but what's interesting is the the part where I'm curious about is the ship stealer revived. Like, Aramis has been, what, locked in stasis for about a year now. Just there. What if Aramis was, is communing with the witness right now? I still, what if she becomes a disciple? Wonder. What if she becomes a disciple and comes back? What if she already has? What if what she did, hear me out. Hear me out with with the uh, the hidden dossier and what we learn about what stasis really is. It's this negative space mm-hmm. created uh, created in time. Who else, master of stasis, uh, is someone who bails on bad timelines for them. Mm. Elsie. Now, you have... How can I say this? She's... she. It, it, it really felt like she knew it was going to happen. And I think at the time, we thought it was going to be like this disease or infection that was taking over her. I think what she, what she was coming to terms with was that she was going to have to abandon everyone else in that timeline. What if what she did was went back went back to a point to where she could succeed. Hmm. Possibly. I mean, what if she's been doing it countless times and finally found one? Like, I'm just... Because... Interesting. I, my, my guardian is still standing at the eye statue eating the popcorn. I'm like, you guys, something, something's gonna happen. <laughs> Years later. <laughs> I, I really I really think something's gonna and 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 that would be honestly if she took such a huge leap in power, that would actually be a, a great way to uh to justify it because it's not she's been doing this for centuries. Possibly. Possibly. I could definitely see that. I don't know. I just think it's it's probably funny because uh so like, for example, if Callus becomes a disciple, we know Callus's favorite color is gold, gold, and gold. Does that mean is are we gonna have all of these black pyramids and then we have Callus's pyramid in the corner, which is like the party <laughs> pyramid? You hear some like cabal dance music and it's and it's just like like <laughs> DJ music, you know? You see like the the lights, the purple lights, and the. The gold. There's not even sound in space, but you can feel it. Exactly. There's no sound in space, but you just, it just, you just hear it. You just hear it. And you're like, oh no. It's the, po-. and this, the witness it just looks so, just looks, Rolk is just over there. It's, oh, he showed up. God. Why did you have to make Callus a disciple? He's so cringe. <laughs> I think that'd be funny. I dig it. I, I would, I would, I would be here for that show. 
I would be here. I would be here for that. I would be here for that cutscene. I would be here for. I don't care how it gets to me. I, I'll take. I'll take. I'll take OC. I'll take. <laughs> I'll take Bungie. Whoever. Any way I can get it. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, yeah. Um, and it's it's really interesting. The uh, get, getting raining raining myself in here a little. Uh, getting back to the predictions. What I think is really really interesting is the way Callus is going about this. Mm-hmm. And I think it, I think it has to do with some themes that we're seeing in both the Witch Queen campaign and the uh, Season of the Risen uh, campaign on on the other side of these Vox Obscura missions. I think he's doing it because the way that he's going to become the final shape is through belief. And that's because like, if if you think about it, he could just clone an army, but he doesn't want that. He wants to be emperor. Yeah, for sure. He doesn't, I mean, he could just like clone people, but then like, that's not like the same. It's like a, you're sitting up on a throne and you have all these people, but they're like not real. They're just Mm -hmm. almost like robots, which is, like a kind of automatons in in the way that in the way that he uses them, uh, and Pretty this much. isn't a call on 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 the personhood of 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 the the clones, but uh, like it's it's not the same as someone who chooses you. Yeah, it's it's like basically someone being more conditioned to follow you. You know, they're born loyal to Callus, that sort of thing, versus like the populace choosing Callus to be their emperor choosing willingly to go to Callus. Yeah, I uh ooh, I think I think this will be I think this will be something that is either going to cause him to fail or maybe he actually manages to do it and it causes either it causes someone's success to ascension to uh to true disciple. Like I think I think that's how we'll get a raid boss. Interesting. Yeah, I I think I I think I messaged you with it earlier in the season, but I think in a lot of ways, reading the lore, um, some of the lore this season, the uh, what's what's the cabal book called? Uh, the Quin, the quintessence, quintessence, or yeah, reading reading the quintessence. At least what we have so far at the time of this recording. But uh, in her like mental training to uh, to to help us in 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 you know in part uh, for the psyops, but also for Vox Obscura and and how that how that story is going. I really think that the way she centers herself is it's. And she hates this, but like, you know, you know, I think it's like the first or second entry where mm-hmm. she envisions herself like all lit up like Gaul. Like she sees Gaul and she's like, nah, fuck Gaul. And then she's the one who's like empowered. Yeah. I think. Especially if and when Zebu Arath shows up. Because it's going to hurt all the more. I think that could potentially be the end of Kaido. Oh, I mean, devotion, bravery, sacrifice. Ta-da! She becomes a guardian. Yay! Confetti! Cabal yeah. guardians! Ooh, Yay! That could, that could mean the end of all of the Cabal, like Saladin included. Yay. What? Yeah, what makes him strong against these other enemies is going to... I mean, it's already done it, but I guess this time they'll have us. Yes. Maybe we can change it. Although... Guardians ooh. make their own fate. Mm-hmm. 
And she she wants to be a guardian. Man. She wants to be a guardian, so maybe maybe she'll have her wish. But um bumps. Maybe, maybe death is her gate to entry that she just has to pass. Just like Sabathan. I mean, as we've seen, the traveler isn't opposed, and ghosts aren't opposed to resing other species. I think I think hive guardians were the first domino that's gonna knock over, and I think eventually, probably by the final, the end of the final shape, my guess is that everyone's going to be able to be yield the light. What makes a guardian special isn't the power we wield, but how we use it. That's what I think mm-hmm. the final shape will be. I dig that. You know what I'm thinking? What you thinking? What if, well, just kind of a spin on what I was just talking about. What if those, her her visions, her, her centering herself, doesn't, does it recant? Does it kind of remind you of uh, Shinobu? Hmm, kind of. Shinobu was having those like f- sort of like flashes. I want uh, it's like light themed or something. And then she dies like while she's trying to escape something and her ghost reses her and she's like, oh, all right. <laughs> if, if I recall correctly, um, I ooh maybe a taste of things to come. Maybe, maybe uh, Lucy. Yes. Any any final thoughts? Final on, thoughts. Uh, the Vox Obscura. Um, I really liked it. Doing it on Master was poo-poo garbage. I only did it once on Master to get the catalyst, and I'm never doing it on Master ever again because it sucks. So many champions. Why? Why? <laughs> That's besides the point. I still need to do I it. Think, I think story-wise, it's very good. I like these little side missions they keep doing with Presage and now Vox Obscura and whatever else is to come. I really like these like seasonal little missions that we do over and over to get more pieces of the puzzle. I really like them. I like this one because this one kind of links like directly to Presage, like a direct. It's like part two, but on Mars this time, which also makes sense because the Glycon was orbiting where Mars was left. And now this one takes place on Mars now that Mars is back. If you think about it, it literally makes it makes so much sense. Dang, that's kind of interesting. But basically, um... I think this lays a lot of the, gives us, gives us, guardians, a bunch of the puzzle pieces. We got, we got puzzle piece with the callus is now work, is now back with the black fleet. We got another puzzle piece that links to that. That's the Yivix is alive and is working with callus. So now we got scion defectors working with callus that are all working with the black fleet. And callus has talked to the voice in the darkness, aka the witness. So, I'm thinking Callus is most likely a disciple now. Most likely. We might talk a bit about Callus, Rolk, Mara in a future episode where we talk, where we investigate what it means to be a disciple. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I'm very excited for that. Can I, can I, can I add my own little asterisk? Because I, I kind of really agree with that. Yes. Go for it. Oh, and Aramis too. Oh, yeah. I really agree with that. I would say, at very least, Callus thinks he's a disciple. Yes, Callus, whether or not he is a disciple is Mm -hmm. questionable, but Callus seems to think that he has the disciple title, and I'm really sad we haven't seen, or I guess we kind of killed Rolk before all this happened, but I'm really sad we didn't get to see any interactions between Callus, who thinks he's a disciple, Versus Rolk, who is a disciple and is like, Callus, what, what, what is that? You, you, 
No, we're not giving you a pyramid in painted gold. No, what is... Oh, my God. That's not... That's not how this works. <laughs> I, I think their interactions would have been really funny to, like... Because Rolk is very... Angry. And very... Like, he's, he's, he's hardcore. He scares me. And Callus is very much more, yo, we're gonna have a big party at the end. Everything's gonna be great. I have gold. Love me. And I just, I, their personalities would clash a lot. And I just think that'd be like a very funny sitcom sort of thing. Do Bungie. Know, do you know what meme I have? You have a meme. I'm, yes. I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be, it's gonna be the, the Suicide Squad. <gasps> yes. When when he's walking out, he's like, "What do you do?" That'll be Rolk, and then Callus will walk by, like, "Everything you do, only better, only <laughs> like, gold, only gold, <laughs> only gold." Yes. yes, yes. That's a great. That's a great. Alrighty, So, do you have any final uh, thoughts on this, Taylor? Besides, I think. Uh, well, yeah. Then, uh, you know, mission wise, this is. I like. I already said this is. This is probably my favorite. One of my favorites. This is this is this is yeah. This is this was a lot of fun. All all the uh, the end of vehicles like breaking into places, uh, the the clock ticking. Like I'm not saying I'm not saying it. Like you know, I, and I'll be happy. I'll be happy if this is this doesn't become a theme because what I like about each of these, uh, you know, e- even including grass. What I like about each of these uh, exotic missions is they've gone for something different each time. Mm. Yeah, and I just can't I can't wait to see what they do what they do in the future the uh, hats off to hats off to Bungie and and dev team on this one um final thoughts about the lore yeah i think i think this gives us a taste of some things to come i don't know if it's going to be the immediate next stuff that we see or if it's going to be something maybe we see a little further down the road but i think this is going to be important i think very much that one we're getting at least some some hints as to how we're going to see darkness stuff expressed like i would not be surprised if especially if the leviathan coming back uh uh stuff ends up being true what if it's a mix of uh like taken and and cabal ooh that'd be trippy or like yeah taken scorn maybe and cabal who knows yeah just like some some wild stuff, and the ship the ship will be completely rearranged because darkness. Yeah, it won't be the same. But uh, oh no, because that'll be his throne world. It's oh dummies. Sounds horrifying. Okay, okay yeah, no, the, and 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 I was the dummy in that one. I swear. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I I think I think with that, um, investigations don't get scores. So uh, yeah, they don't get scores. They're just kind of, they just kind of, final thoughts? Just kind of are. Yeah, final thoughts. Um, so, Lucy, uh, got any shout-outs this week? Any shout-outs? Um, uh, shout-out to uh, my girlfriend, Kelsey. It was her birthday, literally yesterday. So, the 16th of March. Yeah, happy birthday. And, uh, yeah, yeah. That's um, my shout-out, basically. I love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Please, please, uh, please wish her a happy birthday for me. Um, I will. My shout out this week to all my fellow Irish diaspora all throughout the world. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Don't get into any patty wackery. Be good. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Drink water. <laughs> Drink a whole lot of water. <laughs> Be good. Be good. 
Um, with that, everyone, drink water too, even if you're not my fellow Irish diaspora. Um, take care of yourself. Do something nice for yourself. It, it's still a crazy world, and uh, that doesn't mean you don't deserve moments where you're good to yourself. So take care of you. Don't forget. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Toodles! That's off, Guardians. That's it for this week's discussion. Have any questions or comments about this episode? You can reach out to us on Twitter, at SpinFoilTheory, or write us an email at SpinFoilTheory at gmail.com. If you'd like to read our show notes, check out articles, listen to past episodes, and more, be sure to pay us a visit over at our website, SpinFoilTheory.com. The Lore Network.